Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, y'all? This is Classified. This is Mocha Only. This is Sean Price. Yeah, Ghostface Killer. This is Quake Matthews. What's up, my brother Ali? Five Diggy Tribe Core Quest. Eloquent, man. What up, Styles Peter Ghost. This is Ab Soul. This is K.O. And you listening to The Come Up Show, where that feel-good music lives. Hey. This is the show that you come up on, yeah. This is the spot that you come up strong, yeah. What's going on? Welcome to the Gum Show Podcast. Thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Martin Bauman. Today, I'm excited to announce that this week we'll be dropping five brand new interviews. Canadian Music Week just wrapped up over a week ago, and the Come Up Show is out in full force hitting up shows and talking to artists. We're going to get things started today with the homie Michael Lavictoire, who caught up with Toronto's King Rain. They talk about early influences, Toronto's music scene, his upcoming album Sincere, and lots more. Take a listen. So uh, first off, welcome to the Come Up Show. Yeah, thank you. Thank Pleasure you. to sit down. Uh, Canadian Music Week is finally here. Yes. How are you feeling? Great. Good, yeah. good, good. It's perfect timing for me. Overall? Yeah, it's yeah. my first time here as well, so everything's kind of new at the same time. Okay, no, it's not my first time. Yeah, yeah, my, yeah, my, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've done this before then, obviously? like I haven't performed, but I did panels years ago, and I've always come out, like when it was at uh, Front Street, I think. Not Front Street, uh, by Union Station. Yeah, yeah Union yeah. Station. So, uh, yeah, I've always been hanging out and doing panels and, you know, Nice. Uh, now you're also going to be performing at North by Northeast next month. Uh, have you ever done the back-to-back festivals before, anything like that? No, or? this would be a new experience. So, yeah? yeah. So that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot happening at North by Northeast, that's for sure. Yeah, I guess have to confirm a lot of that with my people, but that's what I have. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, now, it's been over a year since yeah. the release of Rain Music Volume 2. Uh, how do you deal with the pressure of constantly releasing new music? You know what? I'm kind of backed up, so I'm kinda, it's good for me. I have, I have a lot of music and basically especially for this album it was more organizing what I wanted to put out what came out was I think we went through about about a hundred songs okay a hundred some songs and then I had listening parties and all that stuff um, to you know to see just to vibe what people were feeling what it came down to was actually the songs that I recorded all at once like about eight of them were in like a couple weeks okay um, and then uh, there was one song that was from from the past and other than that, it's all new material. All new material. Yeah. That's nice too, because like I know artists sometimes they have a, a catalog yeah. of music, new and old, and it might be hard sometimes to distinguish what you're gonna give to the fans. Yeah. Because I mean, you can have an amazing track recorded four years ago. Yes. You can have an amazing track recorded four hours ago. Yeah. So it's a big yeah. difference between the two, right? And, you, the, and you get tired of them. You get demoitis, yeah. and so it's, you have to listen to get, like the one song is on there. It's on there because of other people. I probably wouldn't put it on there. Oh yeah. But it was it was unanimous that, that that was a song that people and I'm not you know I'm putting I'm, I make it for myself but I'm not putting it out for myself yeah so that's cool like kind of like an outside influence yeah type yeah. thing yeah. awesome now uh, you're gonna be releasing your first full length LP mm-hmm. sincere mm-hmm. on June 30th right. uh, what can you tell us about that project it's it's a lot of storytelling on that album okay. um, and it's a lot of things things that. I've had on my mind for a long time. I think it'll give people a better idea as to who I am. Although I'm not talking about myself, there's not a lot of that. I got like uh, the the title track, uh, Sincere. Yeah. Um, it's about you know, I talk about my life um, and some of my my thoughts. 
but other than that, the rest of them are all stories. And promo, I thought it, it was more like promo is like that my rapidly rap song, you know. My, you know yeah. Everybody needs that. You know? Yeah, yeah. And that's why I called it promo too, because it's like that's that braggadocious rapidly rap song. Like I've come too far to turn back. You know how we do in hip hop. We have these masters, you know, these things that we like to to, to repeat. Yeah. To, and and eventually they happen. Right? So, For sure. Yeah. So like. In the creative process of that album, mm. uh, was there like, was there a different direction that you're gonna take compared to the prior EPs that you've released in the past? Or yeah, well, the, the EPs in the past were kind of like songs that I put together. It was more like, like I said, it was like a count. Like I just took stuff that I had, like um, like Volume One. You know, I had Fades Away. I had I had um, all these songs on my baby, and you know, these were songs that just made randomly. They weren't made for a project. Yeah. So sincere was actually like I said, these are songs that were like made for that project and that's where it got the name because it was just when I like I said we, we went through all of these songs but again when I when it came down to these were the, the songs that I was like okay they all mass and it took every like some of my team a, time, a minute to to get there but I wasn't like I wasn't bugging on it because I know that if you you know me doing it myself I understand where I'm going with it and I can see it yeah but they can't see it so it took a minute but then they did and then we was just like okay well yeah this is the album and we're gonna add one more one of the songs from the from the past you know one old joint and then put it on there so I compromised with that and then we got the album that's dope yeah like especially with the whole vision process behind everything like you can you can see everything happening yourself right yeah. but criticism from the outside and stuff like that yeah might be a little bit too hard to deal with sometimes but but sometimes it directs you, like, you know, and that's what a lot of artists are like that. Like, they don't want people saying anything too early. Like, let them get the vision out. Even when I work with, with artists, no matter how crazy the idea might be, I'm like, well, let's get it out, you know, and let's see what, you know what I mean? Because sometimes what they're onto is something really good, but it's going to take us a while to, to, to make it, to find out how to technically make it, how to make it, like, for music-wise, how to sonically make that work, that idea, like, you know, like the Whisper song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, how do you make that work sonically? That's a whole other, like, the engineer had to go into that. Okay, we got to put some 80, we got to make it, make sure he's whispering on the song, like, all that stuff to make it work, whereas it could have totally not worked. Not worked, but it, it did, mean? right? But it did, and right? it, it was huge. Yeah, and they went, they went totally left with it. That's so. Uh, so recently, you dropped the self-directed visuals for your track "Killer" right. uh, off your forthcoming album. Right. What was the motivation or inspiration behind that video and the message you wanted to get across? The message I wanted to get across was like I've been talking about this. I've been talking about this with my boys forever. Like it's how we grew up. Like there's a lot of things that we've experienced that people don't even like. They be like, they think we live in Compton when we tell these stories, and it's not until we tell the stories we start realizing. Yeah, like yeah, but I guess it's not normal for you to get up one morning and get kidnapped for a day and shot. Oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe it's not. You know, maybe it's not normal that you have friends that, you know, that just died. You know, so I forgot where we started with that question. So. Oh, it's all good. Just like the inspiration behind it, motivation type thing. Uh, behind the song? Yeah, behind the song. Oh, behind the video. Yeah, yeah. yeah so so I just wanted to show where um, the, the stuff that we have to do, like I said, and uh, the same prime element you're afraid of, we're afraid of, and that, that Tupac says, I'm kind of playing off of that, so I wanted to show, I have a friend that actually was kidnapped. Oh, really? In high school, yeah. Oh. For the day, and I picked him up, and he was, he was a mess, and... Um, so I wanted to play off of that because I always like to use real stories. It's a lot easier. Yeah, I've, I've read that before. You know what I mean? So, so I played off of that, and then um, when I was like, when I was when I was telling my partner Paolo about it, he was like, thank you. He was like, um, I was like, well, so I just got to figure out what it is that he's getting kidnapped for. Because my friend he, he had said that he had money and he didn't, and you know how that happens. So. Yeah, yeah. 
um, and somebody, the wrong person found out. So I was like, so what is it that they have? And he's like, the Rob Ford case. Oh, and he was joking okay. at first, and I was like, no, 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 that's it. That, yeah. You know what I mean? And so we just played yeah. off of that and shot uh, it ourselves, just him and I. We got a couple actors and um, edited it, you know, ourselves, and that's it. Yeah, no, like, uh, I know we posted it on our site, right, the come out show, but like, yeah. the whole process and just the way it comes across, like, you can really connect with it as a listener, right? Mm -hmm. Especially, like, we might not have had that experience. Like, no, you don't we pick have up to. our friend, yeah, yeah. he's been kidnapped, right? But yeah. it's like, holy smoke. So, like, to turn that into a song based off a real experience yeah. is what you do in your career, right? So that's really cool. Thank you. Now, uh, the hook on Killer mm -hmm. samples ODB, right. if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and he says, I get psycho killer, killer like Norman Bates. Yeah. So I just want to know if ODB was an early influence of yours, or how did that come about to sample that in the song? A couple things. Well, ODB, as far as an early influence, I love ODB. I think he's dope. Okay. Again, it's hip-hop, and I'm from that era where we always had to do something different, and that's where ODB was coming from. People maybe didn't get it, but he's just coming from, you know, He's an artist, yeah. so I love that. I love that. Um, but the samples it was taken. I was surprised that nobody used it. Like I haven't heard anything. Yeah. So I just thought it was a dope sample. So I just so I, I you know I, I called Grouch. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Yo, can you cut this up for me? And he killed it. So, no problem, man. Yeah. I noticed he threw in the scratches there too, right? It yeah. brings back that element of like classic hip hop. Yeah. That's and what I wanted him to it's do. It's not man. used in a lot of songs these days, right? So to go back and draw inspiration not only from the sample but yeah. like how far a cut can go in a song just like yeah, he, switches yeah, everything you know, I let him go off at the end you know yeah, I mean, yeah. honestly the rest of my team a lot of people didn't want us to put that out really yeah they're like ah uh, it cuts on and make it sound old and da -da -da. Like, hey, look man everybody's going back to the 90s now anyway and it's one song why not why not and are, we, are we gonna give it up because of the business nah, no. let's, let's try and re, re, reinvent it in the sense yeah, that we had the wicked sample ODB gives, you know, gave us the greatest uh, sample to do it with so that's dope um now, you talk about the 90s, you brush on that. Is there any other early influences you had, like listening to music, and how did it affect you, like other than OB? Oh, oh yeah, early influences were like, um, well, my dad in the drumming, you know, and, and the rest of my fam, uh, my uncles and all of that. Um, as far as African music and Calypso, I grew up on Calypso, so some of my early, like David Rudder is one of my early influences as, as an artist, and I kind of, you know, moved myself after him, as, but in hip-hop form, and I heard him have a say speech about how hip-hop and Calypso are the same thing, which is an argument I had with my dad for yeah. a long time, yeah. you know, um, being social commentary and coming up from the streets and all of that, you know, and looked at the same with the way it was, so uh, there's David Rudder, you know, um, Sparrow, the mighty Sparrow, he's, you know, he does social commentary and he's funny and you could tell he's like, right now he sounds like a horny old man. Yeah. <laughs> all those things I'm a part of, I'm, are in me and I love, I love uh, Sparrow for that and, um, you know, like singing and all of that, of course, you know, I love uh, people that, you know, of course, Bob, Bob Marley is a huge influence, Definitely. you know, Bob, yeah. a huge influence for me, just, you know, being about something and sticking to that, you know, um, whether you believe, I mean, my, my uncle's a Muslim, okay. he's a huge um, Bob Marley fan, and I asked him when I was young, I said, well, how come you listen to Bob Marley when he believes in Selassie, and you're a Muslim? And he said, well, that's his inspiration. And you got to respect the man who, who sticks to what he's about. And, I mean, he died believing, believing in, it. In, in himself and everything that he was surrounded with. And what right? he was believing in wasn't hurting anybody because the main message is still there. And that's the same way I feel about every religion and every other belief is that the main message is still there, to, you know, so which is be good, do right, 
try to treat people you know how you want the way you want to be treated yeah simple as that exactly dope um now touching a little bit back on the killer track do Mm -hmm. you feel as if we as individuals are mislabeled in today's society yeah i mean this thing is i kill it i don't want people to think that it's about it is about racial profiling but i find but i knew even before i I finished writing it that it wasn't going to be just about that and that people would be able to connect to it because it's about everything like you right now i'm sure you looked at funny by some ignorant people who may not know you know for sure in a certain area people be like "Uh, i don't know about that guy yep why i mean you you know you probably and that's my whole thing i'm which is a scared you know i remember walking down the street one time with this guy he was like six four you know five seven yeah (laughs) (laughs) and he was so shook yeah he says you're the black guy like i'm like you have no idea you haven't even met me yeah it was funny what made me laugh was because at first i was like whoa okay you know i I got on my guard because he looked a little he had his hoodie on and i'm like (laughs) and i'm looking at he's looking at me like you know he's but uh, you know his body language and the way he crosses crossed over to the next side and I was like B like I'm you know I'm glad for my safety that you're afraid of me but you really don't need to be afraid of me yeah not at all yeah especially so, just walking down the street like yeah but I think there's a lot of that and I don't think anybody's really touched on that we, we, we kind of touched around the topic but the fact that people you know are uh, so I did a uh, another version of the video, I don't know if you've seen it with Doug Marqueda. Yeah, I, I did. Okay, actually. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. so you see how he talks about it. He he is the one who initiated that whole thing because he loved the song and he felt the same, he felt like he was being, uh, you know, profiled the same way, being a colleague instructor. It's, a, it's pretty violent. That yeah, way. yeah I went out there. it's pretty violent. But when you meet him, he's, you know, I had no worries that Doug was ever going to, I could have probably, I could have spit in his face and he probably still wouldn't have hit me. You yeah, know? So, thing. yeah, That's awesome. Now, uh, you talked about promo before, mm-hmm. uh, another recent single off your upcoming album. Mm-hmm. I just want to know, why was it important for you to share your journey as an artist with listeners? It, to be honest, it wasn't. Okay. <laughs> I just thought I should. Okay. You know, because, the, you know, most people, I feel, and that's why I call it a promo too, because I noticed that that's what artists do to promote themselves. You know, every every song in the album is yeah. about, yo, I'm doing this and I this and that, that yeah. you know? So I called it a promo to play with that. I felt like I should give them some idea without being literal. I could have been like, you know, I'm doing this, I just graduated school and, you know, I try to, oh, I'm, li- I'm about to, I'm about to blow up. You know, I just, I felt like I just try to uh, create a way to do the same thing. That's awesome. Now, uh, I read that you've emerged wiser and more focused since your major label days. Yeah. I just want to know, as an independent artist, mm-hmm. what contributing factors have helped you progress this far in your career? That's an, a lot of the mistakes. Yeah. Because, you know, that, you know you, that's the only way you can learn a to lot To learn from your stuff. mistakes, definitely. Um, and I think what, what's, what's kept me is that I, and, uh, I said it a couple of days ago in the interview, like, what, what, I think what keeps people there is creating your own sorry, creating your own style you know um, coming up with the packaging yourself and making it fly like a brand almost yeah like and, and without without being too corporate about it you yes. know but like you know, like I always use Eminem as my best example okay. you know what I mean it was a hard sell I don't know what people think people don't realize that people always a white guy it's still a hard sell. Yeah, especially in the rap industry. <laughs> the rap industry yeah. It's a hard sell. But even more, he's talking about trailer parks, he's talking about his mom, certain ways. We don't, nobody, you don't respect him. What? The problem is, 
or not the problem, but the, the truth is, it's a real story. So you can't get mad at that man, no. his feelings and how he's expressing it. Too. And I think that's what people resonate with. And that's what they resonate. It's the real life experience, well, kind of like through your music, right? Like it might not have happened to me, but if it did, like I can relate. I can to relate that. how he you know felt. what I mean. I probably would have done. Oh my god! Yeah. And you look at him now, and he's he's, he's, still, an, he's yeah. an icon, and he's still telling he's still the story. Yeah. He's still doing that. He's still doing that, and like, it's like yeah. wow, you know. And to be respected from artists all over the world and yeah. looked at as one of the best. I mean, yeah, yeah. to come from this kid from a trailer park yeah. is just like wow. Yeah, and you he made mean? he made that he made that cool. Yeah, he made that he made that cool. Like, that said, going back to what how you stay there, how you get there, his skills are unmatched. He's done. He's put in his time, you know, and that's all the all the successful artists, whether you want to believe it or not, they put in their time, and that's why they did. But, they, but when they get there, the problem is that a lot of us a lot of act like like it just happened. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? like it just happened. They don't see the 15 years that you were writing raps and that you might have been, and the 10 years of that that you might have been horrible, you know. Um, but that that persistence and that consistency is what gets people there, and that's what made Eminem. That's what made Jay Z. That's what keeps Nas around. That's what keeps these guys around. That's is true. their skills because it was at that, that time when we were we just write. I, I used to write three rhymes a day, you know, and that wasn't abnormal. Yeah. So I don't think people do that anymore. No, yeah, <laughs> you know that's what I mean. mean. Yeah, yeah. So it's like I used to write a lot of them, not caring how they came out. I would never even read them back. Just just write 18 pages. Yeah. I'm in math class. Just you know, just making it rhyme. Just to get it out. Just to get it out. Yeah. And that's how, and I think that part of the art now now artists are writing it specifically for. I gotta write this. I gotta write this hit. I gotta do this. I want to make this song. And not let so them much know like, for themselves, type no, for no. everyone around them. And not building their skills. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's dope. Um, now you are a producer, mm -hmm. a lyricist, and a director. I just want to know what fa uh, challenges you face when you're creating new music, and how do you overcome them? Because I mean, that's uh, a long rap sheet right there. <laughs> um, the challenges I face. Um, I think the music the music part comes pretty easy. I, I talk about the directing part, but like right now with promo, um, I'm shoot, I'm I'm still about two or three more shoot days, right? But it took me like a long time to come up with. Uh, the actual treatment, you know, because you got to think about how much money you have, the budget, you got to think about a lot of things as a producer. I'm not just, I'm actually a producer, I'm a predator more than anything. Okay. I'm a producer, I do direct it, but I'm in it a lot of times, so I, I like to have somebody else with me, like Paolo, Paolo Rubio. Um, and I, my main thing is, is editing and producing, so just coming up with the idea, and that's what I'm, I, like when I, when I, I went to, like I'm graduating from Centennial in June. Okay. For, for broadcast and film. And when I started, I thought, why I started because I was like, I have all these ideas. Yeah. And then as soon as I, now I know how to do everything, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, man, okay, it's got to be great. You know what I mean? I can't, I'm kind of going back to where I was when I first started writing okay. raps. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like, I have all these ideas. So now it's just a matter of calming down and focusing on them and getting them. And we got Killer out, which is perfect. And, yeah. you know, Killer, the idea came pretty quick. Um, this promo took a long time, and then I finally, I I locked it down like last weekend. Awesome. You know, so. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, Toronto as a city, uh, it's definitely in the forefront right now when it comes to rap music, uh, all types of music. Uh, why do you believe people are paying more attention now than ever before when it comes to Toronto? Oh, well, for a lot of reasons. I think it's becoming more popular, period. 
the big thing. Toronto's always been cool. I've had my, my cousins coming up. I got a lot of cousins in the States. Okay. My big brothers and um, my little brothers. And they've been coming up here forever and loving it. <laughs> loving it. And I, 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 don't, I probably shouldn't say this, but I don't really want them over here. <laughs> I feel like we have our own little, you know, our Trinidad is the, 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 I mean, Tobago, Tobagonians don't want Trinidadians over there. So yeah. I feel like we have our own little, you know, we've got everything here. You know, That's true. Without a lot of the nonsense that comes with this, you know, with what they have, and they know it too. So um, I think that's a big thing that we, we just have a cool city. Like we could have had Drake and all these other guys come out of another city, and the city might not have gotten that much love. But we have a cool city, you that's know. Very and, true. and I didn't even notice that until I came back from some flight, and the guy from Calgary was like, "Yeah, but you're from a cool city." And I was like, yeah, I guess I am. <laughs> yeah. It was funny, uh, I was in Buffalo recently, and uh, I was just, you know, at a restaurant getting some food, and I asked the waitress, like, where can we go partying after? Yeah. And she's like, oh, you know, just go downtown. And then she's like, where are you from? And I said, Toronto. And she goes, you're better off partying in Toronto. <laughs> you know, there's nothing around. She said, if we were to come there, we'd be partying in Toronto. So it's like, it's like you appreciate where you're from, right? And especially when you go away, yeah. and come back to your surroundings, it's like, it hits you, you know, yeah, wow. Like, I grew up here. I'm from here. You know, like I love New York because when I get to New York, I hit the ground running. New York is like I don't sleep. You know, I I'm not gonna front. Sometimes I wait the same clothes for three days on a hustle. You're grinding, and yeah. I love it, right? But when I come back, it's just like it's like a breath of fresh air. It's like I just you know I can relax. I don't like up here because it's, we're not moving as fast. But I do love like up here because I got everything that I got over there just without the hecticness, without the hectic emotions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know like relaxing environment. Yeah, That's awesome. Yeah, but uh, still got all the cool shit. Now I was looking at your audio Mac account and. And in your bio there, you say that uh, you don't rep the streets, mm -hmm. you rep the people in them. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to ask you, like, if you could further elaborate on that and like what that means to you. I, you know, I guess what I was trying to say there was, um, I don't know how clear I was, but I was trying to say that I don't rep what people see as like the street culture. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't rep that. I rep where that came from and the people okay. that live amongst that. Yeah. You know, like if you see people and they, they talk or uh, see something on the news. You know, you'll, that story that you got on the news, I don't rep that. I rep the story of the, of the, of the where we're back in the, you know, where they're back in the hood talking about why it happened, how it happened. You know, I, there's a build up to everything. Like there's a song called Already Over um, on my album, the last song. And it talks about basically how it's, it's, it's three verses, and each verse talks about a different murder that happened here. And um, what I'm saying is that those, it was already over before that, that gun went on because what led that person to get there you know is what is what killed the person that they killed yes you know what I mean so that's kind of how I feel like I don't I don't rep the the, the the story and the dramatic story that people have I rep, I, I'm trying to find out what how we, I'm trying to talk about what how we got there and just open up that conversation because I don't have the answers so don't look at me for the answers. yeah I'm gonna give you what I, what I got so far and we'll work on that. That's that's how you know. And that's the thing. Like I feel as if a lot of people they're sitting there at home and they they turn on the news and and they see that story and they go, mm -hmm. oh, that's terrible. But 
they don't know the depth behind they, they that, don't know, why yeah. it occurred, and that's the real story. That's the real story. You know, these guys are. You think people just guys just come out of their mother, men just come out of their mothers, and that's and, 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 yeah. and and they got guns in their bag. You know, no, there's a story. There's, there's something that led him there, and that's kind of what I talk about in Killer. If I can touch on another part of Killer, people say you know there's a lot of I'm showing the knife a lot in the, in the video. Well, I'm playing the part of that character that has dealt with that, and you know he's been he's just been kidnapped. If you notice, I'm wearing the, I, I I I got away from the kidnappers and I took their stuff, and I'm basically what I'm showing is that how that energy passes on to a good kid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying in the songs, I'm a good guy. I feel like a walking exception. But now, as you know, you know, you know, everyone. No matter who you are, you see, if you go through that, you, can, you start thinking about even without going through that. You know, we go through. We used to call it back in the day overnight roughneck. You 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 feel like you want to go to that side and be harder. Just so it's more as a defense. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes your best offense is a good defense. defense. Very you know true. Uh, I gotta wrap it up quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna jump into the quicker ones. Um, jumping into some history, mm -hmm. uh, what can you tell me about your favorite memory from Brassman? If you do have one. Favorite memory from Brassman? The Junos. We went out to the Junos. That yeah. was fun. Yeah. It was a good experience for me. I've never been there. Um, we had a ball. You know, we did a couple shows out there. Um, we got to do some crazy shopping for it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> all that so, fun stuff? Yeah, all that fun stuff. So, and, and, and making the album. That was kind of what I did it for. Just to, just so we could, just to work with, with them and see what we could come up with, you know? And to be recognized for that hard work must have been a nice feeling. Yeah, too, that was great. Right? Yeah, Definitely. Yeah. Uh, last question. What can fans expect from your Urbanology Showcase uh, this Saturday? It's me and a DJ and expect, uh, you know, energy and, and uh, me, uh, just expect King Rain if you ever seen me before um, and expect to hear some new stuff that I hope you, that I hope you like. And that's why I'm just debuting it down, keeping the show simple, you know. Uh, my pop song talks about um, uh, Bill Cosby in Vegas, things in Vegas. Okay, okay. You know, he sits down and he just talks for four hours, yep. taking it back to that old uh, storytelling, you know, tradition. Um, and that's what hip hop, hip hop is that. Yeah, exactly. uh, you know, DJ in a, in a microphone, um, and that's because it's from that old bright storytelling that era, tradition. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So I was doing that, and see, and I hope people like it. You know, so, well, without, I know. Yeah. I'm not saying it won't be pyro in the future, maybe. I'd love Never to, you know, know. I, I would do, but this is where we're starting right here. You know, I want people to love the music and then we'll build on that. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you very much for sitting down with us and uh, good luck this Thursday. Well, thank you, man. Thank you. Well, there you have it. If you want to know more about King Rain, you can go to thecomupshow.com. If you enjoyed the show, help us out. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes or follow us on SoundCloud. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at thecomupshow. Stay tuned the rest of this week as we'll be dropping a brand new podcast every day. Once again, I'm Martin Bauman. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.